Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband, J.C. Hall. Howdy. Howdy. J.C., can you flip me up just a little bit? Our sound went down when I turned on there. Thank you very much. Uh, we already did the Liberty Over Security thing, right? <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I hope that everybody had a fantastic Thanksgiving break. Lots of yummy food, lots of family fun, and very, very little family drama, right? Isn't that what we all strive for? Food fun and no drama. <laughs> That's what I always strive for. Always. So food fun and no drama. Right. <laughs> All right, well, we've got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about the Supreme Court um, hearing the case on the Second Amendment, uh, which is actually about a uh, federal, uh, well, it's about the New York law, actually. And we're also going to talk about a highly controversial issue, what it means, where it's going, and why should we be concerned? How's that? I'm just going to leave Sounds it good. just like that. A highly controversial <laughs> issue. Because here's the thing. If I tell you what it is right now, some people will be like tuned out right away. Hmm. Okay. But if I tell you what it is, well, I should maybe if I told them right now, they'd go find friends to bring in and listen, right? Anyway, I want to help arm you with the truth and give you, uh, JC and I are going to help you with these issues. Uh, so Everybody here listening wants to hear everything you have to say. Everything. Yeah, everything. No, they don't. From start to finish. No, they there's don't. No, 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 there's no <laughs> doubt about it. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for your love and support. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, here we go. Story number one, the Second Amendment case before the Supreme Court. So here's the thing. If you've been watching this come up over the last few days, the headlines have been very dramatic. And what it actually reminded me, JC, is whenever they find an, a hurricane in the Atlantic, right? It's like right off the coast of South America or off the coast of Africa. All of a sudden, it's going to be this ground swelling hurricane that's going to wipe Florida off the map, even though Again? it's probably six or seven days away, right? That's which how mean, they always report which these Which means things. they have no idea at this right, point. Exactly. Like you and couldn't that's, possibly predict. Exactly. But that's the story, right? That's always the story because it's all about the drama, get everybody watching, get everybody talking. And that's what the Supreme Court case has been about. And I've, I've, I've held back and, uh, until today because today is actually the day where the Supreme Court heard the case. 
because I'm scratching my head, right? And I'm thinking, this is not going to work out the way people are thinking. We're going to, this, this hurricane's seven days away, and I don't see the patterns moving like that. So if you were watching this, it was going to be the Supreme Court is going to champion the Second Amendment. The Supreme Court's going to hear this case and Trump's Supreme Court is going to overturn gun control at the state level and all this stuff, right? That's not what's going to happen. And my suspicions were confirmed today. So basically, let me give you a little background. This is the New York law that said you could only carry your gun between your house and the range. Your firearm. Your firearm. Your firearm. Only carry your firearm between the house and the range. Well, here's the thing. New York got rid of that law. Okay? Right. It's gone. Although the NRA and their attorneys and the other people involved in this carried this all the way to the Supreme Court, mm -hmm. even though... New York got rid of the law. Because New York didn't want it. They didn't want it argued. Right? They were afraid of what's going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I absolutely believe that. And the people behind, I don't think New York cares. And the people behind the law influencing New York said, we don't sure. want the Supreme Court to hear this issue because of the fact we, we that. We might lose. We might lose. Mm -hmm. Right? You never know with Roberts. But. Yeah. But hey. And then, and then allegedly, then you have kind of laying the foundation of all of their cause unraveling. Exactly. All, all of their gun control. But because they got rid of this law, mm -hmm. now that it's in the Supreme Court, the issue is what we legally call moot. Right. You can't decide the constitutionality of a law that no longer exists. Or that's the argument. Well, that's, that's what, one argument. That's what mootness is. In order, right, to, right. in order to have a case before the Supreme gotcha. Court, the issue has to be ripe, and, and meaning it's arguing, in controversy. And they're arguing moot or not moot. Moot or not. Well, no, no, no. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's a debate of both sides. That, is that what the argument is today? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But the, the point is, legally speaking, by precedent, it's moot. Mm. It's done. It's no longer ripe. It's no longer a matter of controversy. Things have to be a matter of controversy here for the Supreme Court jurisdiction to come into play. What about the arguments, I don't want to get ahead of you, but what about the arguments of saying they could reintroduce them or uh, what about the redress of the people already harmed by the law? Okay, well... Does that have a bearing on mootness or not? Well, the redress of the people who've already been harmed are not a matter before the Supreme Court. So that's not an issue that can be argued in this particular case. In regards to moot or not? No, in regards period. No, I'm saying it's, they can say it's not moot because we have to have a decision whether or not these people were harmed or whatever. The Whether they were harmed or not is not an issue before the court. No, I'm saying that's what they were arguing. Is that legitimate argument or not a legitimate argument? It's not a legitimate argument because okay. whether these people are harmed or not is not before the court. Yeah. The individuals having, uh, you know, restitution, as it were, mm -hmm. is not an argument before the court, okay? It's whether the law is constitutional or not. That's the argument before the court. Gotcha. Now, you have to have examples of enforcement nonetheless, right? But because the issue is not ripe if you've not been harmed. Mm -hmm. But because the law no longer exists, then 
the the Supreme Court lacks jurisdiction. It's not right. Now, obviously, lawyers will make arguments about sure. everything. That's the right. job. You pick a side, you make an argument. So the NRA, and as you said, the NRA will say, it's not moot, mm -hmm. and we need to do this. And that was part of the argument before this was heard today. The Supreme Court's going to override the moot qualification and hear the case anyway. This is obviously a, a politically charged issue. And if the Supreme Court is going to have an easy out for a politically charged issue, then why wouldn't they take that easy out? I mean, we've seen them do that over and over and over again. Yeah, the, they haven't wanted to touch any gun control case. No. At no. all. Well, and that's what all the excitement was about this case to begin with, that right? That they were going to hear it, even that they were though gonna it, hear it ought to be moot. Right. That they were going to hear it anyway. Right. And that's, well, and, yeah. So, so are they, do we know, like, they, they, they don't issue an opinion on the same day. No, 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 no. But you do get a an opportunity to glean where they're going in each individual judge's opinion on the matter through the questioning that takes place. So where do you think they're going? Any opinion? Moot. They're not going to hear it. No, they're, they're, well, they're hearing it, but they're going to determine that the issue is moot. So they are actually, they've actually heard it. But they're not going to make a decision one way or the other. They're not going to be pro-gun. They're not going to be pro-New York law. They're going to come out and say, There's you know. There's nothing to decide. There's nothing to decide because New York has taken care of its business on its own. Gotcha. So if somebody from the NRA side that was damaged wants to sue the state of New York for damages, right? Not on the constitutionality of the case, but sue them for damages to property, to whatever. What money they lost, property they lost. That's a completely different tort issue that's still out there. Right. And I would like to remind everybody, number one here, that... Um, this shouldn't be a Supreme Court case to begin with, right? Because, number one, the Constitution specifically excludes from federal jurisdiction cases that arise in, uh, within the state. So when a person of a singular state sues a singular, uh, sues their own state, the the federal government does not have jurisdiction. That was a specific issue that was, it was specifically excluded from the Supreme Court's jurisdiction, right? Mm -hmm. So, this is something that maybe it's difficult for us to understand because now we've got the 14th Amendment that is used to expand judicial power, but it is not expanding judicial power. We have the Supreme Court... Uh, taking judicial authority over things that are not their judicial authority, which we lose understanding that this is part of the expansion of a federal power as a whole, right? Is the, ex the expansion of federal, of, of the judicial authority. So if you want to know about that, libertyfirstuniversity.com, I have a course on the judiciary in which I explain to you the, once again, limited and defined authority of the of the judiciary as it was designed so that guess what you can know what actually is federal jurisdiction or not 
And people always try to say, hey, well, the 14th Amendment says that our rights are now a federal issue. But the 14th Amendment never amends the thir Article 3 to expand judicial authority beyond its original design. And it's not just simply what's in Article 3, it's what's not in Article 3 that's really important. So let me ask you, I guess final, finally on this case, not to put you on the spot, but based on their history of avoiding these cases and based on the arguments you hear today, you're, how confident are you they're going to say this is moot? I am fairly confident. 100%? 90%, not 80%. 100%, probably 80% that they will find this moot. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband JC Hall. And we're bringing to you the facts, the stories from a constitutional and principled perspective. Before we get into this next issue, JC, I want to talk about two things. Uh, do you, and we have, we have lots of people listening on YouTube right now because we are YouTube Live, and we will always have a couple thousand people that listen to the show afterwards. Uh, you who are listening, do you find this information valuable? Do you recognize that what we're giving you here is something that is unique because of our liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over personality perspective? I mean, JC's talked about it several times. At any given time, I'm a, I'm a sycophant or I'm a nevers, yeah. right? So it's because we give you this unique presentation of facts not based on tribalism or emotionalism. So if you, you find value in this, if you want us to be able to expand what we're doing to improve what we're doing, then you can partner with us today. Not just partnering with us, but partnering with the principles of Liberty First. How do they do that, JC? Uh, text IMPACT2020 to 33777. 33777. Text IMPACT2020. IMPACT2020. You know, JC, I need to make... And, and then you have to select... You know, to, to pay five bucks, like send five bucks of support. So it's not just text. Some people are just texting and then not following through with the support. So it's text so that you can then support. It's just five bucks. Piece just of cake. Five bucks. Let's got to go that next support step. Support step. It's not just texting it's not automatic. now. Just, the text is not Please. just automatic support. And look, just Don't we five appreciate your text. bucks a month. Yeah, we appreciate <laughs> your text. We do. I mean. Do you get them? You actually it's, get texts? It's like a thumbs up. But we're looking for that next, you the know, next the next step, step next is step. when you actually support financially with $5. Um, that helps expand the show. We should get our friend Crystal to do a documentary sometime of what it takes to create one episode of the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Because I sometimes think people think that we just sort of sit down in front of the computer and just shoot from the hip and make it go. I mean, it, we could, maybe, but... Probably. That's not how it works. There are hours of work, hours of works into this, and we need your support to make this happen. So, everybody, here we go. The reminder 
because I'm a lawyer, going to give you a disclaimer. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Oh, this sounds like controversies coming. God, they should give the warning. Beep, beep, beep. You need one of those soundboards where you can push a button and you get a noise, right? That will be our next purchase. <laughs> When then somebody, hey, if you have one laying around in your basement, contact us. So here we go. Are you ready? Trump signs into law a bill making animal cruelty abuse a federal felony. Wow, you already you've already had this controversy on social media, and mm -hmm. you hate animals, and I hate animals. Um, <laughs> one one woman actually told me that I'm an animal hater and I should go to prison for the rest of my life. And these were mostly conservatives, right? These were mostly, mostly conservatives. conservatives. Yeah. Mostly conservatives. This is, remember what I said, at any given time, I'm a sycophant or I'm an Evers yeah. and I hate or I love or whatever. And it's because you would think that because I'm either one or the other at any given time, it's because I'm inconsistent. Right. But I'm not inconsistent. No. I'm consistent in the application of liberty, which is contrary to tribalism and personality worship or whatever. And so here's the bottom line. Donald Trump and Congress have no business making laws about animal cruelty, period. Why? Because this is not a power delegated to the federal government. So you're saying there should be no laws regarding animal cruelty? I am saying that this is a power that is reserved to the states. And there are every single state in the union already has animal cruelty laws. So why do we need a federal law? Making cruelty of animals a federal offense. So because and what could possibly go wrong? Right. So let me get this straight. So because you want state uh, authorities to deal with this issue, rather than the FBI arresting people for animal cruelty, you hate animals. That's that. That was the consensus, as well. Right. Gotcha. Well, then there's also the. Yeah, I don't think that's issue. your inconsistency. Yeah. That, that, not my inconsistency. So what could possibly go wrong when we get back from the break? I'll show you what exactly could go wrong and likely will. As arrogant men tear up our constitution And from every direction we cry around You can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris N. Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Hey, it is the traditional shopping season. I will not put those other words in there that makes JC cringe. But it is the typical, it is our traditional shopping season. Go to chrisannhall.com. Not my tradition. Not your tradition. It is, it is traditionally, I'm just using that in the general term, traditionally the shopping season. And go to chrisannhall.com and get your Liberty First gear. Hey, JC, I was just realizing... I have worn, outworn my real woman of cur women of courage gear. Outworn them. They're they just That'll they're not work. they're not wearable anymore. Is what I'm trying to worn say. Worn out or they're outworn. worn out. Outworn. Worn out. I don't know. You're the grammar god. I, I'm not sure if those have the same <laughs> meaning, but I get what you're saying. 
<laughs> so I you need, need a new one. I you need, need to new replace ones. It. I've decided that I'm going to go to chrisannhall.com uh, this week and go to the Liberty First Gear store and stock up on our t-shirts. We also have hoodies. We have long sleeve t-shirts and we have lots of other cool gear at Liberty at uh, chrisannhall.com at the Liberty First Gear. Remember, don't just pontificate, educate Use your liberty wear to be a billboard for freedom in America. Bah, 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 bah. I think as an attorney, you're authorized to make up words, by the I way. I am authorized. That's, That's part of the beauty of can, having that JD behind my name. Can I make a note about inconsistency? Just, just yes, a thought. Yes, please do. Um, you know, and, and a lot of the argument is in the context of, uh, you know, not, not being able to criticize President Trump. Yeah. So it it's it's um it seems like a contradiction to me. If I mean most of the people that have the opinion he's the greatest president and this kind of thing. So if if the president is is so perfect, let's say, that seems like the view is uh why can't you criticize him? Doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't that seem to belie that statement like it's that seems the opposite. Like right. you're basically with your with your uh, argument, you're saying our president is so weak, he can't, he, you know, we, he can't be criticized, right? He can't. Or stand. perhaps, so it's kind of bizarre. Your confidence in our president is so weak that you can't tolerate someone criticizing him. So it seems a bit insincere, actually. Yes. I guess is the right word. So this this act that we're talking because, by the way, I would, and I know this may this make you know the one guy. That's griping us, make him mad. Uh, the Never Trump guy. Uh, I I feel like on the whole, I don't know, 55, 45, whatever. I feel like the preponderance of decisions he's making, action he's taken have been on the good side. Uh, but there are, there are, in my view, a minority of decisions that whether they were his directly or because of his capitulation to infiltrate deep state infiltrators that yeah. are not good decisions. Well, and I've also always like this I've, one. <laughs> I've consistently held the opinion that what drives Donald Trump is a desire to do good. Yeah. Not a desire to follow the constitution, but a desire to do good. Hence the animal cruelty law. Nobody's right. explaining to Donald Trump that there is no federal authority. There's no article section and clause that authorizes this. Now, if you nor, read, nor is there a need, by the way. No, nor is it, there a need. Because again, every state has yes animal cruelty legislation. They have right. a, you know authorities, if you want to call them that, that deal with that. I mean, well, what is that, what is the point animal, of adding federal federal agencies? Like, right. why do you need a federal agency do, to duplicate? Things that are already being done. On the state level, JC, cruelty to animal can range anywhere from a citation to a felony offense. Yeah, so So you have the graduating degrees based on 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 the degree of cruelty, but once you place it into the federal government's hands, you're on the next level. You're on the next level immediately, no matter what it is. So this is called the Preventing Animal Cruelty and Torture Act, or the PACT, P-A-C-T Act. And it's what's interesting is the language is very confusing. You and I read over this language, and it doesn't really, on the surface, seem to actually make the application that the people are trying to make. I think it reveals a new, 
a new technique, particularly from from the conservatives, which I think is shameful. Uh, they they seize on the language mm-hmm. of it, you know interstate commerce and the commerce clause to try to really circumvent state sovereignty. So it, it, it's, it seems like the opposite of what limited government advocates ought to be doing, like one of the sponsors mm-hmm. uh, and the people making this argument. Because, as I said, you're duplicating something that's already happening on the state level. So, therefore, you're advocating an, an expansion. You're a big government advocate. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're advocating the unnecessary expansion of federal government, not to mention unconstitutional expansion, right. but the expansion of federal government. So the so-called conservatives, right, who are supposed to be for limited government, this is the opposite of that. Right, exactly. So basically what this is, is they're using the same justification of the Commerce Clause to uh, that they use to control the, the purchase, yeah, acquisition the firearms, of firearms. Right. And I mean, it's just everything either falls under the 14th Amendment, the General Welfare Clause, or the Commerce Clause. And this is what they do to expand federal power, yeah. which again is one so of now the necessary. Conservatives are using the same technique now that the leftists use to shoehorn this expansion into legislation. So you have the argument that, well, um, this this law uh, does not apply with any regard. Now, this is the exception section under uh, Section 3, uh, which says, in general, the section does not apply with regard to any conduct or visual depiction of that conduct that is a customary and normal veterinary agricultural husbandry blah 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 the slaughter of animal for food hunting trapping fishing sporting activity not otherwise prohibited by federal law predator control or pest control medical or scientific research which i find very crazy because so much animal cruelty things that are actually cruel to animals happen in the medical or scientific research sure right so, but then you have the congressman covering for, you know, the lobbyists, the big corporations big again, pharma. right? Mm-hmm. Big pharma. Necessary to protect the life or property of a person. So you're not going to get, you know, charged with federal animal cruelty if a dog's attacking you or a snake is attacking you or whatever. Performed as a part of euthanizing an animal, okay? And there's, there's this strange cover here that this is supposed to only apply to videotaping. Videotaping a particular type of animal cruelty. Right. But, but you know, that one of the, besides the apparent, what seems to be kind of a hidden exception in definitions mm-hmm. in, in other areas, besides that, if you understand anything about the legislative process, once this law is established, mm-hmm. now it's a whole lot easier to start sneaking amendments in yes. over time and yes. changing this. So, Why? Where, so whereas made... these these seems like exceptions yeah. now, when an amendment snuck in, all of a sudden, all of these things they listed as this is protected, the law doesn't apply to it. Now they're going to flip that. What am I and ta- and by the way, you I'm, won't be watching. I'm going to show you why it doesn't even need an amendment yeah. first, okay? Because within the language through, and these always come in during the definitions. So one of the best ways to understand where a legis- piece of legislation is actually going is go to the definition sections. And within the definition sections are your loopholes. Now, here's the thing. This law, when you look at it and you print it out, it's like a page and three quarters long. Which means the procedures, the penalties, the applications are all missing. And when legislation is created with this kind of generality, what happens now is that the agencies are empowered. We've talked about this before. Uh, And most recently, Gorsuch fighting with Kagan over 
uh, eliminating these authority for regulatory agencies. So you have the regulatory agencies now with the authority to create the application, to create the enforcement, to create the penalties. And we know what this means by the federal gun laws. We know what this means by the applications of... My favorite example is this, the Clean Water Air Act. Looks like this. Right. And the purpose of the Clean Air Water Act was to empower the Environmental Protection Agency to make sure that navigable waterways are not polluted. But when the agency got in charge of creating the regulations, all of a sudden, navigable waterways is now defined as any body of water that stays sitting for 90 days. Right. Your stock pond is now a navigable water. Legally, regulatorily speaking, a puddle that sits in your backyard for 90 days is now a navigable water that the EPA can now come in and control. Well, that's, that's and what that's the to, same thing what that's going to happen Robertson here. or whatever Mr. the guy. Robertson. Yeah, with the, essentially a ditch, a ditch with a log, you know, mm-hmm. that blocked it up or whatever. Now a navigable waterway under that act. Oh, no, that's the, that's the guys in Idaho. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, Roberson was the guy who built the stock pond yeah, yeah, yeah. with the design from the Army Corps of Engineers six miles from right. a river. So there's two examples right there. Right there, right. And then you've got, they, you've got the leave. Amish farmer who makes the salve right. and they don't like the label, so now he's in prison. And because like this, I mean, this is essentially one page. Mm-hmm. and they So they leave it so broad and open. What you're saying is then the EPA comes and makes the specific definitions and enforcement mm-hmm. or whatever. And so they have this this broad leeway to do all kind of stuff mm-hmm. that the the law never even imagined. Right. And, and even within written within within the act itself are the exception or the loopholes to overturn yeah. the exceptions of themselves. And by the way, I wouldn't name what it I wouldn't name the specific like what what it is, just not to give it publicity, you know. Yeah. That this type of thing. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to, we're not going to get into the specifics. That's pretty much all I want to talk about. Well, I, well, I want to say that, this, so. well, I want to point out, I think this is um, interesting. Uh, it talks about, it's it's video of this cruelty and the distribution, and it even gives an exception. The section does not apply to the good faith distribution of, uh, of, of an of, animal cruelty video. Of, of these things. Uh, and the, the thing peculiar be, a third party for the sole purpose of analysis to determine if referral to a law enforcement agency is appropriate. Like, you can still just pass them around. So You can make them and pass them around. Yeah, so, and then they've basically given the perpetrator a defense. Right. Like, if you, we put a label on it, this is for analysis right. of, you know, hey, guys, help us determine if this, we should refer this to law enforcement. You know, under the guise of doing that, now it, it gets distributed just like it did before, but now they've given them a legal way to cover themselves. And the bottom it's line stupid. is that this is not limited to commerce because no. it says that any of this animal cruelty that happens within the state. Right or through interstate, cross state lines. So in state, it's not limited to videos because in the definitions, it talks about the actual cruelty itself, right? And so here's, when we come back from the break, I wanna show you what's already happening publicly with this law. Chris Van Hall Show.
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. If you're confused about liberty issues, if you think that I'm inconsistent, please go to libertyfirstuniversity.com and get your proper education. I want to mention this. You were already shadow banned for your analysis of this based on uh, delegated authority and separation mm -hmm. of power. So you guys watching this live, you know, you may be one of the only few that actually get to see it. And so we depend on you to you know, get the word out. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they stopped when I posted this. Uh, social media, both Facebook and Instagram, would yeah. refuse to let people share it, Twitter mm -hmm. as well. So what could go wrong? Well, first and foremost, you made the mention the FBI, right? Why would the FBI handle this? Why wouldn't we create a whole new agency oh, of yeah. animal control officers? Right. That's what I was going to ask. Within the EPA yeah, or the USDA or the, law, the Department of Interior. The law doesn't define that part. No. It doesn't actually no. delegate this to Again, any, any agency. It doesn't delegate to any agency, doesn't create any rules for enforcement, any guidelines for enforcement, right. nothing at all. So what we have to do now is the necessary and proper making rules to make this happen. So why can't the U.S. D Department of Interior create a, an animal control agency? Yep. Now, we've already seen the exemption for uh, the production of food, right? But here's how this could go wrong. Because you have a new agency, which means you now have new red tape, which means you have new expenses for for the food production in industry to ensure that they're operating within the guidelines that will be created by the agency. Well, mo nine times out of 10, the corporate farms are, are exempt from these regulations or they don't care because they have deep pockets to take care of them. So the first people that are gonna go in the application of this are your small ranchers and farmers because they won't be able to keep up with the expense of the red tape. Well, and I think that's what people would say this crazy, what you're saying is crazy. I think what what you say is consistent because if you think about it, how they've, they've tried to limit it, it's supposed to be limited to this particular thing. Well, you didn't, you didn't assign it to an agency. So then if you have to create an agency to do just this one thing, no government agency is just going to continue to do one thing. Right. So now they're going to have to start expanding their role and these other things. Dude, that's that's how more it more applications yeah. of animal cruelty. And I think you just talked about this recently, if I remember correctly, uh, with Gorsuch descending on the one thing was was about deferring. Right. What do they call the thing? Deferring. Deferring authority uh, to the executive right Agents. agencies. Mm -hmm. So then, when this agency is created, and then it begins to expand uh, its functions, mm -hmm. nobody's going to be able to do anything about it because the courts have already kind of set up this this notion that you you have to let them do whatever they want to do however they define it. So then the never Trumpers come in and say, well, you have to trust Donald Trump. Donald Trump's not going to abuse this. His administration's not going to abuse this. And then I have to say, look at all the abuse that's still happening in the executive agency, even though that Donald Trump is in charge of the executive agencies. Because the man is just one man. He can't possibly know. Seriously, the FBI... If people can't see that executive agencies operate outside Donald Trump's knowledge through the FBI and how they've been operating, right? But here's the thing. By the way, if you're consistent in the logic that you just cited that, that they mm -hmm. speak with, their reasoning, then the conclusion is Donald Trump himself orchestrated the controversy against himself mm -hmm. so that he could right. do whatever he's doing. Right, because 
he orchestrated <laughs> his own impeachment so, so he could do what right. he Right. Well, why, why would you be mad at Stroke and Page and uh, Comey and all this? Because it's all part of Donald Trump's plan. He, he made them do that against himself. So what do you... Why are you guys upset with them? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> or it could be they're out of control, just like you're saying. You're right, right. So our friend Richard Kramer reminds us that the deference to the executive agency is called the Chevron defense. Yes. So let me show you, finally, you. if I can get these stupid things from Stop coming up. The final thing was, uh, but this is limited in everything, you know, all hunting, all that's excluded in this law. Now, I've put up here on YouTube all of these tweets that immediately went out all of the sudden. Mia Farrow sends a picture of Donald Trump's sons hunting and says, Tells your, tell your sons that animal cruelty is now a crime, which always was a crime, but now we've opened the door for a federal crime. But she's referring to hunting. Right. Now, I thought, okay, well, this is just the liberal left, but now I've got a tweet from Vern Buchanan. The House just passed the PACT Act legislation that I introduced uh, to criminalize animal abuse. So don't tell me I'm speaking in hyperbole when the Re House of Representatives is confirming what I'm telling you. God bless you guys. We will see you next time.